0: Good morning everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek from Ocala, Florida, but right now in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: And I'm Wendy Ying from Sarasota, Florida, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Holistic Veterinary House Calls and the American Driving Society. Good morning, horse world.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We are now on our road show trip. And not really. We're faking that because we're actually recording this the week ahead. uh, And I I wanted to say we're recording in the week ahead because I have to because I have a guest in the studio. We have Kitty Cadwell, you heard on this show for 10 years now. Hi, Kitty. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Wendy. Hi. It's so much fun to have somebody in the studio again. It's so much fun. Plus, speaking of road shows, we did our test trip. We stayed at your place for three days.
3: I know. We had so much fun. It we wasn't
0: did. long enough. We did. We drove carriages and we went to dinner and you cooked and we got to meet the kitties. There's a lot of kitties, Wendy. There's a lot of kitties, and we have more fancy kitties. Fancy, very expensive kitties. I learned <laughs> these are not cheap kitties. <laughs> if Jennifer ever spent eighteen hundred dollars on a cat, I would, uh, I'd be a little upset. I think.
1: Well, they're worth it. They're special, fluffy kitties with pretty ears. What Giant kind of, kitties. What kind
3: of kitties are they? That they're you know? Maine Coon cats, and ours are like extra large so our male is 20 25 pounds but they That's speak a big with boy. an accent right yes they're russian they're
0: russian maine coon cats now
3: and they didn't maine coon cats start here they started here and then uh the europeans love them so much especially the russians that they became a euro maine coon and it's a bigger size and different colors but yes it started here in maine do they drink vodka please tell me they drink vodka uh, i bet some of them would for yeah. sure our <laughs> male would he, he's a he's a Russian stud. He would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, so we visited you uh, in Southern Pines, as I said on our test trip, and it was—I, you know—I'd been to Southern Pines once before. Jennifer and I had, but not in your area. So we were in town and everything. It's a cute town and everything, but where you are is really cool because it's so unique. I to t- any other place I've been.
3: Yeah, literally, we're four miles from town, but we could drive all day without even going on a hard top road. And so many people keep their farms open, so you can drive in between fence lines and uh, visit everybody. It's we always say it's so it's the social training of southern pines because, as Wendy knows, you have to stop and talk to everybody or have a drink mm-hmm. at their house, or it keeps you busy.
0: And we, we did one of those interviews that I did carriage-side uh, last uh, episode, so that was fun. And we got we did two interviews, actually. Yeah. Yep, one uh, one that was in a carriage house, and then one on a carriage. So, yeah, with Bill Long. Yep, if you missed that, go back and listen to last month's driving radio show. We had that. Wendy isn't getting in on any of this fun, because she doesn't leave Sarasota anymore. Should we, should?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Wendy.
1: <laughs> I miss you guys, too. But you can come visit me at the beach when you need a beach
3: vacation. <laughs> oh, because we... We have so much time for vacations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, I do. I'm going in. Well, that's not really a vacation. <laughs> that's a working vacation. Yeah, that's, When Jennifer saw we have 13 meetups in in 35 days, she just about quit right there. And I was going to be doing this <laughs> trip by myself. So Wendy would be more into that than Jennifer is, I think. Uh, <laughs> so Wendy, what's coming up on today's show? We have a full one.
1: Oh yeah, we have a great show. Uh, the Villa Louis Carriage Classic is back again for its 40th anniversary and we have organizer Mike Ryder here with us to tell us about all the fun events. Uh, plus Kathleen Hake from the CAA is going to tell us about fun things you can do uh, with your horses that don't cost a ton of money. It's not all about showing, it's about getting out and about. And then on the TCVM segment, uh, we're going to talk about uh, dogs with smelly ears. Cause come on, let's all admit it. Our farm dogs, we love them, but they can be kind of smelly. And I'm going to share some tips to help you with that. And then on Kitty segment on the Tremont training segment, we're going to talk about, uh, trying to find a new to you, uh, carriage. If you're deciding to get into combined driving.
0: So we're going to make her work while she's here? (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Well, that's interesting, too. And I want to ask you, because I don't know this, about whether carriage prices have uh, seen an increase here. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later on, too. But let's talk first about your product feature of the month.
1: Okay. So since we're talking about puppy ears, uh, my product feature is a topical herbal um, eardrop. And it's... um, the the main ingredient is an herb called Chinese golden thread, and it's very similar to turmeric, but it actually has more active ingredients than turmeric, so it's a much stronger herb. And it has antibacterial and antifungal effects. And then it's also in this um, the the vehicle that it's in is alum, and we've all heard of alum, right? It's a mineral that helps with drying the ear. And then borneol is a it's actually a um essential oil that comes from the teak tree and it's like uh it has some antibacterial activity but it also smells good it kind of smells like rosemary and then glycerin is in there as the base. And glycerin uh, is the soothing to the skin. And it's actually like, you know, those hydrogel patches that you use for wounds. Glycerin is the main ingredient of that. So this soothes the skin and it gets rid of the overgrowth of bacteria and fungus. And it smells great.
0: And where can they get it, Wendy?
1: And they can get it at drwendyying.com. And
0: what's it called again?
1: It's called uh, Herbal
3: Eardrop. Got it. Very good. You can't get
1: any easier than that, right? Yeah, and who would right. want to Never put something Chinese that has the
3: name, name gold in it in their dog's ears?
1: <laughs> I, know. I should change the name. Yeah. Golden
0: eardrops.
3: Golden eardrops. Yeah. yeah, there
0: you go. Good idea. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, and of course, we are sponsored by the American Driving Society. And if you head on over to their, uh, web, or to their Facebook page right now, you're going to see that they have a virtual show going on. And the, the entries are open until August the 13th you can do test a test B or test C and they have virtual judges and they have some big names in the virtual judging category uh, you submit your videos and then they'll judge them and they have the prize lists and everything right there uh, how you could submit it so if you're still not getting out and about if you're in a place that's still locked up if you're Canadian and you're not allowed to leave uh, then you can uh, I don't know if Canadians are eligible for this or not but um, if you're if you're in a place where you'd rather submit it virtually they have it going on right now at the ADS triple header virtual show happening right now on their website. And you can find a link to it right on their Facebook page. All right. Who are we going to first? We're going to go to Kathleen with the Carriage Association of America. Well, Kathleen, I am so excited you're here because I see you the end of next week, believe it or not.
4: I know. It's coming right up.
0: It's about 10 days away. We'll be in Lexington, Kentucky, doing our meetup over there at the Carriage Association of America. If you're around on the 7th, right, Kathleen?
4: It is. It's the 7th at 4 o'clock. Um, you can come onto the grounds of the Kentucky Horse Park. If you Typically, there's not anybody at security, but if, it, if they ask, you can tell them that you're going to the CAA building. And we are two buildings over from the Saddlebred Museum. So to the
0: right of the Saddlebread Museum as you're coming in the parking lot? Correct. Yep. Okay. Yes. And we're going to put some signs out. We had some signs made for the road show, so we'll be putting some signs out. We're going to have, what, barbecue and all kinds of good stuff.
4: Yes. We'll have some Kentucky Derby pie, some L8, you know, a little... Mm, Red State barbecue. We'll be all good Yay. with all of our Kentucky favorites.
0: I'm still eating barbecue leftovers from the Ocala event we had on Saturday here at the farm. <laughs> so I am very excited that we're going to be uh, joining you guys up there. And if you want to join us, go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the roadshow banner at the top of the page, and it has all the meetups. and You can RSVP there and get all the details right there. And thank you, Kathleen, for your work putting this together. We appreciate it.
4: You're welcome.
0: And I just thought about this. Crap. This isn't coming out till next Thursday.
4: It would be the day before we meet, or two days before,
0: isn't it? All right, let's start over. Three, two, this is how it really goes, Katie. Should this we? Is, let's
4: double check the date.
0: Yeah, this is how it really goes every fucking time we do it.
1: That's why we're so exhausted by
4: the time we call you. <laughs> okay, this is coming out on the 5th, and we're meeting on the 7th.
0: Okay, three, two, one. Well, hi, Kathleen. It's so good to talk to you today because I'm going to see you in two days.
4: Yes, we will be seeing you on the 7th at 4 p.m. here at the Carriage Association office, which is on the grounds of the Kentucky Horse Park. And we will be excited to see you. And I'm sure people can find us in the parking lot because we'll have your big trailer with the signage on it. But if you are wondering where we're located, we are two buildings to the right of the Saddlebred Museum.
0: And this is a meetup for anybody's invited, all listeners, uh, friends, or whoever is invited to come out. We're going to have barbecue, uh, some AL-8 apparently, because you can't go to Lexington without having AL-8, it's required. Um, and we're just going to have a good time. We, we had our first one last week at our house, and Katie's here, and ironically that she's here because we did our test trip, and we stayed at your house on the test trip. Yes. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah, we had a good time there. We had a good time in Southern Pines. Now, Wendy, you know where she lives. She almost killed us getting in and almost destroyed the trailer so that we had no roadshow coming I up. I don't believe that. <laughs> oh,
3: oh. Wendy, he came in the back way. Oh, well that's oh. your own fault, Glenn.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she didn't tell us there was a front way. She just led us down that road.
3: He went across All the right. little
0: bridge. With the camper. I, I <laughs> Wendy like knows that bridge well. Point. <laughs>
1: yeah. I it, don't want to talk about that.
0: It, it was dangerous. But yeah, so we're if you want to meet us and have a good time with us, we were we'd be happy to see you over at the Garage Association. And thank you, Kathleen, for putting that together. Now you've been up to some things here recently.
4: I have. Uh, so, although we are getting to the point where we're putting masks back on here in Kentucky, uh, we've been able to travel quite a bit lately. So, I've been up to um, Horse Progress Days in um, Ohio. I was at the Keeneland Concours last weekend. And then um, earlier this week, I was out with the Harness Horse Youth Foundation at the Red Mile. So, it's been quite exciting. And one of the things that I wanted to highlight this time was the fact that even if you're, you know, maybe don't have a horse right now or um, you're not able to drive uh, where you want to drive, that doesn't mean that you can just forget about your education and, and that you can continue education in different areas of driving. There are so many different types of driving out there, whether you want to drive for light harness or roadster or what we call pleasure driving, you know, going out on the rail roads and driving, or if you want to do combined driving or whatever it is that you want to do, there's, there's lots of learning opportunities out there that don't necessarily cost a lot of money. And that's one of the things that the harness youth harness horse youth foundation does. And they get kids started with harness racing. And it depends on what they're doing that particular time, but they're, program I think starts at like $25, 35 and they bring you in, you get to sometimes work with live horses. A lot of places that they do it when they're having a camp for a week, they can actually go out and drive. But even when we are at some place like with the red mile where we were on a qualifier day, we weren't able to go out on the track. So we had judges, farriers, vets, everyone just open up their barns to us and let us go in and, and meet them. Um, Tim Smith talked about things like, you know, the horses are what all the rules are to make sure that the horses and drivers are safe and that everything is correct when they're out on the um, track. And we had farriers Steve Stanley and Dion um, Compton um, allow us to watch them put some shoes on. I think Dion's probably going to be somebody that you're going to want to talk to. He just graduated from uh, school, he has known from the time he was about 14 that he wanted to be a farrier. So he'll be somebody to watch out for his coming up um, in the uh, farrier world. Uh, Dr. Roberts took time to talk to us about how they treat the animals and about animal safety and, and care of the horses. Um, standard breds race until they're about 15 years old if they are sound and willing and so that's, that's quite a bit different than thoroughbreds. And he talked about some of the differences in the track and in the um, bone structure at, um, to tell us about why they last that long. And then uh, we also had Kentuckiana Farms was there to talk to us about the breeding side of things. They are very knowledgeable in that area. They have um, bred, raised, or sold $35 million worth of livestock um, standard breads primarily in the last thirty years, so that's they're doing their job pretty well. And I don't want to forget Mr. Jeff in security, who helped us get where we needed to go <laughs> and made sure that we were all in, in compliance. He did a great job. He's been there for, um, I think he said, fifteen years. So he has a lot of experience on the backside and knows who everybody and. And of course, Miss Ellen was there. I think you've had Miss Ellen on the yep, show before. she's been on.
0: She, yeah, they're one of our sponsors. And this was the Red Mile was one of their first events. If you go to their website at hhyf.org and go to the schedule, you'll see that they have events coming up. If you want to get one of your kids involved or they're interested in going, they have events all the way through October now. Uh, so this was their first one. We've been talking about them here on the show and I'm glad you got to go to the first one. And plus, I, I don't know about you guys, but the Red Mile is one of my favorite tracks just because it's so, Old school nostalgic. You know, it's just kind of cool. Uh, when we went yes. to Lexington the first time 30 some years ago, right after I'd met Jennifer, we took a trip to Lexington and we went to the Red Miles a big race day and they had barbecues going and everything. It's just it was a cool atmosphere. It reminded me of what it would probably have been like back in the 1920s and 30s, you know, it was a party. Uh, as opposed to a bunch of uh, drunk old guys with cigars just betting, uh, you know it was different. It was different yeah. than the, than most races, but
4: uh, yes, yeah. it doesn't have, quite have that Chicago vibe to it. No,
0: no, uh, no. It's it's cool. I really like it.
4: Well, that's great. What else have done the barns too? What so else have you nice. been up to? So the weekend before that, I was on at Keeneland. Keeneland has their concourse, still elegance, and they have raised over a million dollars for the Lexington Children's Hospital with this project. And basically, it's a car show. Um, and they bring the cars in and, and you get classified by um, the, the years that your, your car was made, etc. But they also have a category for carriages. And that was really nice. They've been doing that for, I think, six or seven years now. And that's an opportunity. Uh, It usually costs about $20 to get in. Uh, But again, that's a donation to the children's hospital, essentially. And you get to see a lot of different carriages there. I think they had eight this year. Um, They go with a different theme every year. This particular year was, I believe, sporting vehicles. And um, the Burgesses brought up their vehicle from Virginia and had a great time with that phaeton. And it did rain, so we had to cover them up a lot, but it was still a a wonderful opportunity to to learn about the different vehicles. Um, There was a vehicle that I'm sorry, I just drew a blank as to what type it was, but it had, um, there were lots of different types of covering, parasols, hoods, um, all different types of things to learn about. It's one of those places where if you want to get underneath a vehicle and see what the running gear looks like, you can do that. Um, and, and they'll talk to you all day long about carriages there. So that's another thing that you can do. And then we did travel a little bit out of, out of Kentucky to Horse Progress Days, which is up in um, Ohio this year. It does move around, they've been doing this for 25 years. And they've moved from Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, and PA. Yeah,
0: they used Next to do year, it they'll in, be in Indiana. Lancaster, my area where I uh, grew up, over there in Lancaster County.
4: Right. So did That's you did
0: you join the plowing one. competition, <laughs> uh, Kathleen, when you were there?
4: I I didn't. I, I'm not very good at plowing. <laughs> I, I'm better with the hay, hay equipment. Uh, I don't do a very good straight line. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> They, you know, and you you kind of think of like a this being a small thing. It is not. They get 30,000 30, people plus there. Wow! Um, I think that this year I've not heard the official numbers, but I think they had thirty two thousand
0: to watch plowing. Um.
4: Well, so they have they have the draft stock, and they had four hundred and fourteen animals there this year. So they had um, Belgians and Percherons and things like that. Some very, very nice horse flesh there. And they had some donkeys and mules. Uh, they also had in the barns, uh, they had um, Norwegian trotters, which have just been imported to the US within the last few years. They had standardbreds, hackneys, hackneys, um, hackney ponies, um, Dutch harness horses, all that type of thing, the lighter breeds. And they came out for a breed demo every evening. And they also had in the morning about 75 ponies that come out and do a little, um, they call it the um, pony parade in the morning. And all the young drivers come out with their ponies. And it's just, hey, they're cute as a button. But it's amazing to see that many ponies come out with kids. Um, Typically speaking, in, in our world, we don't see a lot of young kids driving. And it's great to see them out there. Um, Next year, they'll be at Dinkies in Indiana, which is a little bit different setup. Um, But I I hope to see that many kids expressing interest in driving. Uh, Even if you're not interested in the heavy drafts, you'll see so many different types of hitches there. The first time that I went, which was in um, Lebanon, PA, we watched a 16-up of mules go out. And I'm going to guess they were plowing. They not only plow... They do demos for all the hay equipment. They do demos for um, manure spreaders. Uh, I know we talked about manure spreaders here a a few months back, and I have to tell you the progress of manure manure spreaders is just absolutely amazing. We laughed our heads off. But they had this manure spreader there, which we think horse manure, but you also have to think about chicken manure other things. This is a horse-drawn manure spreader. And it literally tears everything apart as it spreads it, and it's like this huge cloud just comes out of the back of the manure spreader. It, it spreads tremendously, and it just kicks it out like like in this fine mist, and which a helps the pasture because it's broken up easier. And then um, things that are really heavy, like like chicken manure. Yeah, but go, I don't want to be the guy driving it. Oh well, it but see. That's the benefit of technology. As long as you're in front of those wheels, you got no problem. And that's, Unless it's you're windy going in the
1: wrong way. With
0: the <laughs> yeah, <wind>. exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're mowing the grass and you turn the wrong way and it <laughs> all blows up at you. Yeah, yeah. The manure yes. spreader,
4: you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, but we were. I mean, that manure spreader was something else, man. I uh, I did have to laugh about that, but uh, um, but you'll see so many different hitches at these places, and and so many. At all of these different events, so many different types of horses, so many different types of carriages and other horse-drawn equipment that, you know, it's really, even if it's not your specific thing, it's such an educational event that it's it's well worth going and, and maybe stepping out outside of your comfort it zone. It sounds to like see fun. Them. Yeah,
0: it actually is. Yeah, it oh, sounds like fun.
4: I really enjoy Horse Progress Days. It's, it's really, um, you know, there's a lot of Amish there. I know that some people have some, you know, good and bad things about them. Every animal that was there was well taken care of, um, and and you know they are teaching amongst themselves how to become better horsemen and how to take care of their animals better, which is which is good too. And this year they had added the homesteading compart, uh, component because there were just a lot of people interested in homesteading, so there was a lot of um, equipment that you could be used by one or two horses. Um and that type of thing. But uh if you ever wanna just get away for a day and A or, and they also have fantastic food, uh Horse Progress Days is something to, to go to. Um,
0: Very good. It's it's good. Well yeah. that's terrific. I'm and, glad, and, to them <laughs> glad to hear about yeah, these All three of them were fun. Glad to hear about these events. You
4: know, we don't all show.
0: Well, that's true. I don't show and I love these things. So, yeah, it's horseprogressdays.com. I'm looking at the website now, and they do it every year. So, as you said, it moves around kind of in the northeast area, uh, sometimes Illinois uh, out in the Midwest. But I can't see. I don't see on here where next year is going to be. I was trying to take a look at that, but I don't see it yet.
4: Oh, it was in the catalog. Yeah. I've not seen it on, on the website, but I, I did see it in the catalog, and they did talk about it. Okay, cool. And they've teamed up with these um auction places. So this is in Mount Hope. Um, and they did talk about animal prices. Uh, the one auction that they were talking about is a very specific auction. I'm going to say they did like 400,000 several years ago. And last year they did $4 million worth of sales. Whoa. And so, you know, there's definitely a market out there. Now, I have to say that Memorial Day, or Memorial Sale, it's not Memorial Day, it's Memorial Sale, they, we just had the um, Junior League Horse Show here, they sponsor a $30,000 added driving class for that. Huh. And so, you know, they put their money where their mouth is, it's, it's worth it to go to that show and get a horse that's qualified, because then, you know, you got a chance at 30000 uh,
0: Well, that's terrific. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us again today. It's the Carriage Association of America. It's, uh, what's the website again?
4: Our website is caaonline.com, or you can find us on Facebook at the Carriage Association of America.
0: And we'll see you in two days.
4: Yes, on August 7th. Looking forward to it.
0: Thanks, Kathleen.
4: You're welcome. Well, today we have
1: our dear friend Mike Ryder with us from the Villa Louis Carriage Classic, and they're celebrating their 40th year for this wonderful pleasure show that they have at prairie du in wisconsin so welcome mike it's so great to have you back on the show
2: well i'm great i'm glad to be back guys Uh, i really enjoy listening to the show and i'm excited to be a guest again
1: well i know because of covid you had to cancel last year but i'm so happy to see that you're back on for this year and for your 40th anniversary
2: absolutely we uh we we were sad to, to miss last year and since shows are starting back up early in our area, it's, it's getting to be time for people to get out and do this again. So it's kind of exciting. To, it's almost like everybody's first time.
1: Yeah. And uh, now this is a pleasure driving show. So Correct. we have lots of antique carriages and different turnouts and all different sizes from minis to drafts. But also you get a large amount of spectators because this is held at the historical site, Right.
2: Correct. Yeah. Usually we get about a thousand spectators. I'm expecting that will be a little lower this year. Uh, you know, just with everybody not quite ready to be out and about, but I'm, we're we're expecting a few hundred at least spectators this year. Yes.
1: But it's a great place to go out for, because it's outside and there's lots of things to see. So.
2: Absolutely. And, And we have, um, we had, we reorganized some of our classes. Our picnic class usually was the one that had, like, the most crowd around the mm-hmm. competitors. We, we we discontinued that this year just to try to minimize as much crowd conglomeration as we could get. Um, but we do have a couple other things, like um, uh, David Saunders is coming to give some lectures for us, and uh, Mary Chris Foxworthy is going to give some lectures, too. So we have some educational things for the general population that,
4: oh that don't otherwise
2: get to, get to be around. There, there aren't, a, you know, there are a handful of carriage shows in the Midwest, uh, but our, we tend to draw people from about a three-hour radius from our little town in Southwest Wisconsin. So, a lot of them have not, no, no real experience with pleasure driving or what what carriage driving is about. So it's fun. Right. It's fun to educate the the general public on things.
1: Now, uh, speaking of educating the public and your spectators. This year, you, you are you having a carriage restoration competition also.
2: We are the the Carriage Association of America. The board of directors of CA is meeting here, and we're having the hosting the carriage showcase, which is their like um, it's usually their annual restoration class. Since they didn't have it last year, they were going to come here last year in September. They went to Thousand Oaks in June of this year in California, mm-hmm. and then we're having another one in September here. So people are invited to bring uh, carriages. Either as part of the show and enter them in the showcase or just unhorsed and, and have them evaluated.
1: Right, because there's a lot like I, I love to go to the auctions and see all these old guys that are like car collectors and like tinkerers and they collect these old carriages and they buy these things that are, just look like a pile of sticks and then six months later you see them and it's a restored carriage. And it's they don't have help horses. There. You know, they're not interested in horses, but this is a great way for them to get out and about.
2: Right. in it, it, you know, uh, I was just down at the Keeneland Concours last weekend, or two weekends ago, sorry, and it was the uh, same thing. The antique car collectors and showing off their cars, it's the carriage equivalent of that, where right. collectors can show off, show off their antique carriages and, and talk about the restoration process and how people try to get things back to original and 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 the and the evaluation is very intense because I've I've seen a few of them where they look at every screw head and every bolt and,
0: and oh, really? go through
2: and make sure everything is is as perfect as can be.
0: I we when we lived in Lexington, that was one of our favorite things to do every year was go to the Keeneland Concourse. It was just such a cool event. Uh,
2: I'm embarrassed to say I'd never been there until two weeks ago when I went and judged it, and uh, it was phenomenal. The the cars. I told I've sent a number of pictures back to my wife on the phone. I'm like, if I
0: win the lottery, I want one of these. <laughs> There's a lot of those there, <laughs> and you'd need to win yeah, the lottery sure. with today's prices because they're up no too. Kidding. Hey, I, I, please tell me you have something cheese at the food stand. <laughs> uh, you're in oh, Wisconsin. Oh, absolutely. Oh, good. Okay, We're okay.
2: in Wisconsin. We 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 have you know we we have traditionally had receptions on Friday and Saturday night we we haven't booked them just yet i have the the nonprofit groups scheduled to do them we just got to make sure that we're okay with our uh you know hospitality folks and our site folks to make sure we have the places to do these and have enough room to spread out but cheese and sausage baby all the way
0: and are you working in a hospital <laughs> and, do they have cheese ivs there in wisconsin <laughs> right in the hospital oh, just not so much not so many cheese ivs but uh, okay.
2: we do have fried cheese curds oh that's a thing it, had the do they actually fried serve
3: fried right the the cheese in the hospital, in the heart cheese. ward? <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, I love now, Mike, my
2: cheese uh, curds. Cheese so yeah.
1: Now, Mike, uh, besides the traditional pleasure driving classes you have, like the turnout and the obstacles, um, you also have a sporting day of driving, and that is such yeah. a fun event. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure thing. That's on Friday at noon in our show competition. It's a three-phase um, traditional uh, driving thing where the people come and they get evaluated in a turnout section. We follow the CAA's guidelines on this. So there's like a total of 100 points possible to be gotten. 50 points of that are in the turnout section. So we mm-hmm. have either either our judges uh, that are for the weekend or some of the CAA officials will do the turnout inspections. Then they go out on a drive you know quote unquote country drive which we do it around our little fairgrounds area and it, goes, it ends up being about three to four miles where mm-hmm. they have to stop and and this is where they do those fun little tests where they have to like pick up the bottle of champagne and take it to the next contain you know the next station yeah. or they they'll like check the spares kit and make sure that they have a, a wheel wrench that fits the the, the wheel uh, different things like that there's like five or six different stops where they can Essentially, pass or fail a test and, and pick up points or lose points that way. Mm-hmm. And then the third section, the third section is a cones course, which is like ten sets of cones, a traditional, just ten sets of cones cones course where they have to come in in the under, under the allotted time and not knock the balls down. So that's that's how we end up with the hundred point total would be the perfect score.
3: You had so Wendy at so champagne.
0: Yeah, she yeah. was yeah, it's but she would be done it. then. That'd be the end of the course for her. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz
1: you have to pick up the champagne and you have to drive with one hand to the next stop without spilling your champagne.
3: But you're not supposed to drink exactly. from the bottle, Wendy. Yeah, it's Wendy's so. got the bottle in her we, hand. No, drink. she has can't to a drink straw drink. in the bottle.
0: <laughs> she can get extra points can't for drinking the whole can't way through. Drink from the
3: <laughs> I
2: think you'd get you'd get extra points if you were able to pour the champagne to your passengers as you drove.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> Especially through the cones course. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Funny Wendy Ying champagne story. I must interject oh. it here. Uh, we were in Holland at the disabled world championships, and I sent Wendy and another girl out to get water. I'm talking about water for us to drink. <laughs> they came back with splits of champagne. Two cases of that. And for some reason, in their heads, that was the same as bringing us back water. Water. And, and they proceeded and also, to drink it out of straws.
1: And we also brought you back. That's because they were individual size bottles. They <laughs> were personal champagne. And we brought you back the ice champagne pops.
3: Yes, also. they did. They, they were very oh, helpful. So very Wendy helpful. would love that. Yes. That, that would be her. She, she How did you guys do at the World Championships?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy was a bad know. influence the whole <laughs> way around. We did it
1: great. <laughs> okay, well, so let's change the subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when is your show? What's the date of your show?
2: My the dates of the show this year: September 10, 11, and twelve.
1: And um, and it's in. Am I saying this right, Prairie Duchaine?
2: You are, Prairie du Chien. we Chien. It's a French word that means prairie of the dog. But, oh. uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't speak French, we speak Wisconsin French.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's at the historic site, right? The uh, Villa right. Louis historic site.
2: Correct, yep. It was a historic site that raised uh, trotting bred horses in the late 18, uh, 1880s and 1890s.
1: Oh, wow. Well, I'm really excited. And if anybody has the chance to get out there, this is a great show not to be missed. And uh, thank you so much, Mike. I hope you have a wonderful show.
0: Great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Mike. Well, Kitty is here in studio for a change, so she doesn't... You know, when, when you always said, I have to go to the end of the lane to get a cell signal to talk to you guys and do your training tips, I didn't know the end of the lane was like three miles away. And believe me, she needs to do that because there's no cell signals at where she is.
3: I have to go sit in the car like some psychopath in front of someone's <laughs> house so that I can have a good enough signal to do the call.
0: There is... You are literally 10 miles from town. They need to put up a tower near you or something cuz there's only nothing four big- miles- I know, I know. It's so close, yet so far. So when I did the show, Wendy, when I did Horses in the Morning from there, when we were on our test trip, I drove down to, like, the Best Buy, which was underneath the cell tower, and did it from the truck. I had the truck running with the air conditioner for two hours, and I did it from the front of the truck.
3: At least there's That's a, a Starbucks idea. right across the street then.
0: There is. And, the, and then listener came and sat in the truck with me to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> So, welcome to Southern Pines. Yeah,
3: you're like, we'll do anything
1: oh, for five minutes girl, of fame. you Want to come in here and do a pod? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Jennifer and went shopping. Starbucks. She's like, you can sit in there with him. I'm sick of him. I'm going shopping.
3: <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about what. What are we talking about today, Kitty? In our training tip. Well, Wendy had a great idea that we could talk about. Buying yourself a carriage, and not, that doesn't mean getting a new carriage. It means finding the proper used carriage for your horse and for what you want to do with it.
0: This is especially daunting for new people like I was. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I knew nothing about it. And back in those days, pre-internet, you know, it was even worse because you didn't really know anything. So what did I do? I got the same first carriage everybody does.
1: And then uh, yeah, but we, this uh, is more like if you have a first carriage, right? Your first carriage, we all... Get something to drive got around.
0: Got a Meadowbrook to. like everybody yeah, else does. you know
1: how to drive <laughs> yeah. around and right. you're thinking, oh, I might want to do CDEs, but you don't want to buy a brand new carriage because you don't even know what you need. Right. Like, So how do you make that transition to a drive around carriage to a competition carriage for like getting into entry level CDEs?
3: Right. And then you have 50 million people giving you advice and saying, I don't, I like this. I don't like this. So I have this. The The basic thing is, okay, you want to get into CDEs. First of all, we want a four wheel carriage. It mm-hmm. would be super nice to have brakes. I'm always a big advocate of the finding the horse friendly things. So brakes are even with a po- little pony pony carriage. Even with the little pony, because Especially. what happens is, yes, you have britching on, but think about your halts in the dressage test or in cones. When the carriage pushes the horse's britching, it pushes you past where mm-hmm. you want to be. So if you have brakes, not to stop the horse, but to stop the carriage pushing up on the uh, horse, horse. Right. it so makes a big So you're difference. stopping
0: together rather than... Right, right. exactly.
3: Okay. Because otherwise it pushes their butts.
0: Right. So
3: then if that's very horse friendly is some brakes. Uh... Delayed steering, super horse friendly.
0: What does that mean for somebody who doesn't know?
3: So if you're dry, it means that the carriage follows the track of the horse, not cuts inside. So normally you're attached to the front wheels. Your front wheels would cut inside. So you would hit a post or, yeah. And uh, so it makes it so that the horse, you can get through things without having to pull as much on your horse's face.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah. the carriage is more following the track uh, of the horse rather than cutting off the corners.
3: Yes, exactly, yeah, right. exactly. Yep.
0: yep. Okay. Got stay, it.
3: It'll stay wide. Got it, it. Pushes it a little bit to the outside, so that's nice for the horse. And then also the the newer carriages. I'm saying newer. That's still ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Much wider on the shafts, so that when the horses work, they have room to come through their bodies without hitting their outside hip on a shaft that is
0: true even when i started driving the shafts were so much narrower than they are now yeah
3: and that's hard, hard on the horses
1: to go down the road straight yeah yes exactly you look-
3: make no turns right
0: huh. so if
1: you're asking like even at, at even at the training level well the training level you do big circles but when you have to do a 20 meter circle with a single horse They need to bend their body. And if they're stuck in pleasure driving or like road carriage shafts, it's too skinny. They can't bend. They'll just bend their
3: neck. Right. It's very difficult for them. And then also, if you think about the dynamics of it, they essentially then have to push the carriage with their shoulder. So you don't want them doing that either. You want it to pull smoothly. And if you have a wide shaft and you might as well always make the shafts as wide as your carriage with this, there's no reason not to. So if you see a carriage with it narrow, walk away. That, and for a little while, it went to very low line of draft. So it was pulling the the, the Which means that the... It means that the where the traces attach were super low, because for a while... I just wondered why thought, they weren't stepping
0: over them all the time.
3: Well, it does happen. Yeah. But uh, for a while, people thought, oh, it, you know, it's easier to pull the carriage, but it turns out it actually isn't. That it's much easier to, for them to pull when it's a higher line of draft, and it keeps the carriage rolling better. Yeah, that's never know, made, that... been fad things. Yeah, that the thing years. never made any sense to me. It's no, just, actually, the physics of it is wrong. Yeah. So, so you want to look for wide shaves, a nice line of draft. I and mean, if you're going to do that, put them up high and have them pulled down. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. <the> same thing. <laughs> or attach it like the. Um, the cows up to their withers or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And when they, when we had the low draft, then you also had a lot of pressure points on their shoulders because the, the um, breast collars weren't meant to pull from that low center, that low area.
3: Right. And, and our thing with dressage is to keep the horses much freedom in their stride as possible. So if we're pulling the saddle down, which is my beef with two-wheel carriages is it's pressure on their back and always pressure on their back that you can never get a horse to really elevate the back when you have the pressure coming down. So that's my thing about two-wheel carriages. But yeah, any pressure points, anything that makes it harder for the horse to pull, you want as much freedom as possible. So yeah, that's a big thing, Wendy, about how the carriage pulls. So how Cindy, do I... What about- yeah, go ahead, oh, Wendy. Go ahead, Glenn. I
0: was going to say, what... a are- how. How do I find Where do I go? What are the best places to go to find that used carriage?
3: So there are super good used carriages available. And I would always tell people, it's like Wendy said, you get your first carriage and then you want to get something else. You know, the Big Three, the Coonley, the Bennington, and the Vanden Heuvel, super good carriages. Vanden Heuvel's tough for the singles because it's a bit heavier. Bennington's really nice for ponies. Now, people think, oh, well, that's so expensive. But there are used ones around to be had. And if you keep your eye out, you can find them. And it doesn't matter if they're 10 years old, but you, they're still really well-built, really uh, well-engineered carriages.
0: So you say keep your eye out. Where am I keeping my eye out?
3: So you can look everywhere, like on the Internet. And uh, I think the ADS has a, you know, for-sale area area um facebook marketplace a lot of clubs a lot of driving clubs yeah yeah i
1: think the best place is to if you have a friend that you know that does drive combined driving then call them and say hey look this is what i'm looking for because a lot of people don't advertise their carriages it's by word of mouth and then by the time it gets around you're like oh i was looking for a carriage and they're like well i just sold mine
3: Yeah, just recently there have been a whole bunch of really nice Coonleys for sale that were pony size or small horse mm -hmm. size, but they're super good, super and well-engineered carriages, and you can get them at a reasonable price because they're ten years old or twelve years old. But the, as we were saying about the fads, the proper engineering is in those ten or twelve year old ones. They have Mm -hmm. delay. They have like people are like, well, telescoping shafts. uh, That's a little bit of a fad for me, and they get stuck and they. Issues. So, okay, maybe you don't need that. I wouldn't get it. But there are reasonably priced carriages out there that are very good carriages. And I have to say, Glenkowski and Driving Essentials, super good at helping people with carriages. And they also have used carriages. Check their website. They have used carriages for sale every so often that are really good for people. Are prices up right now like everything else? So, I think on the used carriages, they're not. People are thinking they're not uh, selling so much. But the new ones, the shipping is going to add a bit more now.
0: Well, shipping, and also I talked to Fry because I have a Fry carriage. Yes, and uh, he said he had more orders than he knows. He just doesn't know what to do because he's got so many orders for carriages right now, and it, it's crazy. <laughs> That's great. This has been true of trucks and everything else, right? Yes. Yeah. Horse trailers. You go by the horse trailer lots here. They're empty in this town.
3: Yeah, there's nothing to be had. There's nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's craziness. Like
3: a two plus one is impossible to find.
0: And straight loads. Everybody's going back to straight loads now too with uh, horse trailers. Um, They want straight loads again. So, Wendy, if you were to go look for a carriage right now, what would you do? Call Randy.
3: (laughs) Call (laughs) my sister. That's what I was going
1: to say. I would tell my driving friends and Randy and Kitty. Like they get around. They know everybody. Okay, so. I mean if I was selling a carriage I would tell them and if I was looking to buy one just contact them on Facebook right or contact any any of your driving friends look we're all connected on Facebook okay we know this and um
3: don't be afraid to say, ask the questions yeah yeah ask the ask questions, the questions. Would, ask somebody like you said ask somebody who knows what they're talking about what their opinion on carriages is because they are out there to be had the used carriages and also
1: if if I was looking for a carriage and I asked the people what it weighed, and they told me they didn't weigh it, and the manufacturer said it was X amount of pounds, I wouldn't trust that. I would be like, "Well, just weigh it. Either take it down to the scales, take the, it to the dump, the jump to the dump, or take four bathroom scales and a couple pieces of wood and weigh it." But I'm not going to buy a single carriage for a pony, or I drive small horses, right? Fifteen-hand horses. So that's important to me, that weight, especially when you're starting out because your horse isn't fit enough to pull you in a heavy carriage through combined driving.
3: And that is a fantastic point because anybody will try to sell you anything and they'll say, oh, it'll fit your 15 hand horse and you'll get the carriage and it's for like a 17 hand warm blood. So you have to be careful of that because you don't want too big, especially with the ponies and the smaller horses. And actually, what we're asking them to do in dressage, we do not want a ton of weight on these horses. We would like a little bit smaller, lighter carriage. Is
0: there a ratio? Is there a ratio? My horse weighs 800 pounds. My carriage shouldn't weigh more than.
3: I'm sure somebody has one, but I always figure, well, my God, the milk wagon horses used to pull so much by themselves well look at the beer
0: wagon horses right to say
3: oh you know (laughs) 200 pounds is too much is probably not realistic but yeah as i think now with what we're asking them to do in dressage as light as we can get it that is within being safe and stable on the ground that is more important to me than than anything and there is also with the
1: weight was also with the weight i don't like them to pull. In, in combined driving, not down the road, down the road's easy, but in combined driving, we have hills, we have deep sand, we have water, we have all different things. So if they're pulling their, the equivalent of their body weight, I think that's enough for competition. Yes. So, you know, and that's a hard to find when you're driving a 12 hand pony.
3: Right. And then you have add to do you and your people on the, and carriage. the carriage. Yes.
0: So, And there are also a couple Facebook pages. I belong to one of them. Carriage Driving Classifieds is one of them. And they have like 20,000 members on there. And there's always, as a matter of fact, there's a really pretty one right here in the top here. Um, But you do have to be careful and maybe also get your friends that know a little bit about carriages to help you decide whether you're getting a good one or not. Now, there are auctions like Martin's Auction, but like any other auction where you buy anything, horses or carriages, as you is. better have somebody along that knows what they're doing. Um, Can
1: I just say one other yeah. important thing about Facebook? Say you're on that site, right? Yep. Carriage driving site, and you're buying it from like this person. Well, just go and talk to some of your driving friends like, hey, do you know this person selling this carriage? Because they're selling it to me as like a, you know, large pony, small horse carriage. And you talk to them, they're like, they have draft
3: horses. Yeah, that's good right? advice.
1: So, like, y- you can find out a lot about the person selling you the carriage from your other friends because, like I said, we're all interconnected. So I would find out that, or like maybe they said, "Oh yeah, they're getting out of driving because they had this big wreck and they dragged the carriage like five <laughs> miles down the road." Like, don't buy that one, and it only has
0: three and a half wheels. <laughs> and don't buy a death trap. Which and what are the death traps, Wendy?
1: The Meadow
0: <laughs> Oh yes, no Meadow Brooks, please. <laughs> Yet well, that's it's what we all buy when we don't know nothing driving, about driving. Yes. We all buy a Meadow <laughs> But it is
3: a death trap. And like I said, too, check out your local driving club. There are driving clubs all over the U.S., and they would mm-hmm. be a good uh, resource. I for think any the of these American people. Driving
0: Society has a list of them on their yes. website there yes. too. If so you I'm need so I'm sure you could find yeah. a
3: local club, but. Yeah. There would be a good resource, or somebody in the club would be.
0: Now I'm shopping, so you guys just you guys just uh, go ahead. A nice There's, there was a cute little four wheel pony cooley, one here. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Amish Bennington, ones in here. extra
3: small. <laughs>
0: Well, this is great i'm you know it's something we all have to deal with at some point, you know, whether we're getting our first or a second or a third or whatever, or in Wendy's case the tenth one you know when like when I met her, and in your case of <laughs> the hundredth one or whatever, but uh, I never did see all your carriages. we never got to the barn, I don't think.
3: Uh, there were some in the did aisle and the then dinner? some on the side. No, see, we kept going elsewhere. Yeah, to we drive. did. We yeah. ran out of time, like, completely ran yeah, we out did. of time. <laughs> I was going to have him drive Louie and he could Aww. tour the area himself. Oh, he's like, we have no time. Oh, let's go driving. Oh no, we have 15 million things to do today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have to have a winter trip to Southern Pines then.
0: Yes. Yes. When it's when it's uh a little Actually, it was beautiful weather when we were there. Yeah. So we should really go nice. up
1: like in the in the like November or something and then Jen and I can go fox hunting and you can Oh, ride. she
0: would love that. Perfect. Oh, she'd love that. She'd Louie love fox, fox hunting up there. She, oh, was, really? she can ride
3: a big, beautiful Frisian.
0: Oh, she'd love that. She'd love fox hunting up there. You And Wendy and her have been fox hunting together before, actually. Oh, but never. they did it with alligators. So. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't riding the alligators. The alligators were just around. Oh, well,
3: that's not as much
0: fun. But. <laughs> well, thank you, Katie. Where can people reach you?
3: Tremontfarm.com or find us on Facebook.
0: And now it's time for the traditional Chinese veterinary medicine segment. And Wendy, I can't find the... That's okay. Ready? Just say gong. Gong. Go ahead, okay. Wendy. I'm ready. <laughs>
1: okay. So this is something we see all the time in vet medicine. Okay? Dogs with smelly ears and, or cats with like, you know, waxy, gross ears. People are like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. It's the most common thing. And some the thing is the ears are the bad ears are a result of allergies, okay? That's caused overgrowth of their normal bacteria on their skin to make their ears infected, okay? So sometimes people don't put two and two together. They're like, oh, I have itchy skin, and that's different from the ears, but that's all a reflection of one problem, okay? And so the skin in your ears, and you know what I always feel bad about with dogs with itchy ears? Imagine if you had, like, Something fly into your ear, or you had an itch in your ear, and you were wearing mittens, right? Wouldn't that be like terrible? You couldn't scratch your ears. And so, because they have to scratch with their paws, they damage their ears and they damage the skin, and they also get a secondary bacterial infection. Okay. And so, what can we do for that, right? When we have chronically infected ears, They lose that ability for the skin to keep growing out of the canal to pull the wax out and the wax gets stuck in there. Then it damages the skin and you get that secondary bacterial infection. So people put all kinds of topical things on and do this and that. But if you don't get rid of the underlying allergies, their ears will always be infected. Okay, so what do you do? The first thing I recommend is you go to your veterinarian and get an ear exam. And I know people like to self-medicate, especially with horse people. But what will happen at the vet exam is they'll look into their ear with that, you know, that little otoscope, right? And that's important because especially if you have a dog with chronic ear infections, that that can damage their eardrum. It can actually, they can actually have a hole in their eardrum, So that uh, when you put medicine in, it goes into their middle ear instead of their outside ear. And if you've ever had an earache, you know how painful that is, okay? And so there's different kinds of medicines that we use when their eardrum is intact or when the eardrum is broken. Then also you take the earwax and you look at it under the microscope. And you can tell if it's a bacteria or a fungus or if it's parasites those treatments are all going to be different. So once you get the exam and you know what you're dealing with, the treatment, we talked about the herbal eardrops, the topical treatment. Um, also, I meant, to, I meant to say when you're at your vet, they can do a uh, thorough ear cleaning. They might sedate your dog or they uh, might be able to do it with him just in the office. But they'll be able to, because they have the otoscope and they have a uh, we have different oils and things we can use to loosen up the earwax. Once you're there at the vet office, get a really thorough ear cleaning so you're starting with as clean of an ear as you can. Then you can start using some topical treatments like these that are ear drop formula and it'll be able to get to where it needs to go. Just imagine earwax, it's like a um it will stop the medicine from getting to the skin. You could also use um conventional medicine. There's many different ear drops that you can use that you can get from your veterinarian. And then one of the newest things that I really like is, you know, we all use vetricin, right? Glenn, I know Jen has vetricin. Yes, she uses yeah, it for Definitely. Everything. Yep. And I love it. And it's so non-toxic. They make a new ear cleaner. Huh. And it's really safe and it's really effective. You can get it at the tractor supply or whatever. Uh, and then if it is really a, a severe issue, we also have a herbal formula that's called ear damp heat that you can use in conjunction with eardrops. And then, like I said, that that allergies are the root of this problem. And in Chinese medicine, allergies are damp heat. Okay. So that means what we want to do is we want to get rid of this damp heat or this inflammation. So I talk a lot about food therapy on this show and we want to use a non-inflammatory diet which includes things like cool proteins right so chicken is really hot venison is really hot but things like white fish and turkey are cool so if you can switch the food to something like that it can be better and then also we want to get rid of dampness and foods that get rid of damp are like uh like mushrooms are a good food to incorporate, and then you want to increase their allergy threshold by increasing their omega-3 fatty acids. And I talk about this all the time when we talk about sweet itch or things like that, itchy horses. In dogs, a great way to uh, increase their omega fatty acids in their diet is with like sardines. You could give like a, you know, a 50-pound dog could have one sardine a day, and if they're smaller, give a less. You could also give them hard-boiled egg if you don't like... I have some clients that hate the smell of sardines. But you could give them some hard-boiled egg. Now I know who eats sardines, the dogs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then let me stress this. Flea control is really important with allergies. And I know people are like, oh, my dog doesn't have fleas. Well, even if you don't see fleas, if your dog has allergies, the first step is to really get them on prescription flea medicine. Um. There's things like NexGuard and Brevecto. Brevecto is like once every three months a pill. It's not that expensive. Um, but uh, if you want to do a TCVM kind of thing, like an all-natural thing, you can use diatomaceous earth. And diatomaceous earth is like microscopic shells and it's just a powder. And you can dust it on the, the dogs and it kills fleas. It also will kill fleas and ants in your house. It like... Um, but diatomaceous earth, make sure if you're going to use it on your animal, you get food grade diatomaceous earth. There is a diatomaceous earth for your pool. And I mean, that's, we have that in Florida because everybody has pools, but you do not want to get the diatomaceous earth for your pool because that has chemicals in it that can affect your pet. So make sure you get food grade diatomaceous earth, which you can get on Amazon or the health food store or a tractor supply. And so, uh, to recap, are smelly ears and dogs is allergies, which we consider damp heat. And these are the steps we go through to try to reduce this issue. And um, I think everybody wants to, like to just give them steroids, right? They Just give me the steroid shot to stop the itching. Well, that will stop the itching, but you haven't attack the root of the problem. And to attack the root of this problem, it just takes some maintenance and some uh, planning. So I hope you can help your dog with smelly ears.
0: Very good. And what's the website, Wendy? Uh,
1: And it's at drwendyying.com, and I'll have a blog page all about this.
0: Very good. Thank you, Wendy. Appreciate that, and thank you, Kitty, for coming out to the studio today and hanging out here. It's
3: been fun. It's been Having fun you? and educational because I did not ever think about that with the dog's ears, Wendy, about the allergies. Yeah,
1: I know it, it, it's it kind of. I think that we as vets are missing on that educational part for our clients because that is the it, that one thing now that's going to make you think differently
3: about your puppy's ears and the kitties too. Absolutely, because I have always told, well, the dogs with floppy ears, and then they get damp, and but it makes sense that it's allergies, because if you mm-hmm. think about it, when you get hives, your ears itch. Mm. Yep, yep.
0: Well, and I wanted a couple of things before we wrap the show up here today. Uh, to, I wanted to remind everybody, as we mentioned with Kathleen, that we're going to be having a meet-up Thursday, at, or actually Saturday, I'm sorry, we're going to be having a meet-up Saturday Two days from now, at the Kentucky Horse Park, I think it's at four o'clock at the Carriage Association of America uh, building. It's right near the Standardbred uh, uh, Saddlebred building, right there, the museum. It's a couple over. We'll have signs up, and you'll see the camper. We'll have the camper there with a the big banner on the back, uh, so you'll you can check that out there. And we're hoping to see you. And I wanted to mention that Jamie's flying in, so Jamie will be there as well. And we'll be having a good time. And then on Sunday, we're all heading, uh, Jamie and I and Jennifer and a couple other people, we're heading out for a private tour of one of the thoroughbred facilities. And then we're doing a bourbon tasting at Woodford Reserve. So,
3: (laughs) Good thing you're touring first (laughs) and then tasting. I don't know. Jennifer's
0: going to have to drive because I don't (laughs) think she likes bourbon. But we'll go taste anyway. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to be having a good weekend. We're staying with Reese Koffler Stanfield from the Dressage Show and hopefully meeting a lot of you at... At the horse park, we want to see you there. And I think actually one of our friends is coming up. It's a professional photographer, and she's going to do a photo shoot for Jamie and I because we're still using photos we had done ten years ago. I know that photo is really. (laughs) (laughs) I was I wasn't gray then. I'm gray. You know we should keep that photo. (laughs) Forget that idea. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, forget that (laughs) idea. We're not doing that anymore. Uh, But hang on, auditors. We'll do a little bit of a post show here for you today. Thank you, Wendy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Remember, keep the shiny side up. Now, you guys have never heard the post-show opener, have you? No. Oh, Oh, here you go.
2: Okay, auditors, you made it to the post-show. Remember, this can get a little, well, shitty. (laughs) So, it's not safe for work or the kiddos. Y'all have fun now.
0: As you can see, whatever goes, goes in the post-show. It's so funny because we had a bunch of auditors out here for the last meetup, and uh, they were all like, we love the (laughs) (laughs) post-show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Jamie gets a little crazy in the post show. So, where you know, you guys have probably had some tell us about one of the wildest times you've ever had together. You and Wendy.
3: No, we can't. Oh,
0: it's post show. This is just the auditors. This is where we're supposed to tell these stories. I don't think legally we can discuss them.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you know, Katie brought up the whole disabled championships.
0: Yeah, with your with your drunken uh, champagne yeah. fest. Yeah, yes. but
1: remember, like, back then, I was like, remember I lost a ton of weight all of a sudden because I put myself on diet pills?
3: Oh, yes. Oh, no.
1: So, I didn't realize it, but I was, like, in liver failure from those diet pills. <laughs> I took these oxygen like, probes.
0: And then he added all that alcohol to it? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was ha- like having walking blackouts, but I didn't know because I was in liver failure. Like, I didn't know. I used to be able to drink a ton. Like, I could drink a whole <laughs> bottle of champagne. I was fine walking around, driving the carriage. But I would drink like two glasses of wine and I'd be like blasted. Plastered.
3: And <laughs> so I've seen I'm Wendy say, a little tipsy. Hypothetically.
0: Yeah. There I've
3: was th- a room key lost and Wendy and I had this room with... the. It, it was a poster of a child, but it was so scary. It was like oh, the scary clown, scary clown poster. So, is this in Europe? Theore- yes, yeah. we're in Holland at a horse <laughs> show. Theoretically, there was a key lost. Then, oh yeah, yes, somebody, she has dark hair, small Asian, <laughs> went to the front desk and asked for a room key to this room, <laughs> and they gave it to her. She turns up in the room with another friend who also <laughs> had partaken. And I believe there was jumping on the bed involved. A bed might have been broken. Uh, I think finally, Was she 12? Yeah, she was acting like she was 12. And then finally, I think I had to call the other girl's fiancé to come get her from our room. <laughs> because it was the middle of the night and maybe we had dressage the next day.
1: I no, mean, I'm we just saying, going. this could we have or could showing. have not happened. <laughs> We were like we were like living our rock
3: star fantasies because you know how rock stars trash the hotel. So I believe you guys even rode up in the elevator with Karen O'Connor. Oh, we did! While I didn't you know. guys were like, you know, lying on the floor. <laughs>
0: I have seen well, Wendy a little tipsy, honest. and she's Emily funny when she's tipsy. really funny. She is. You know, some people, what do, we, what do they say about drunks? You're mean, or you're sleepy, or you're funny. Yeah. And Wendy's the funny one, and then gets sleepy.
1: Well, yeah. I also was like a ta- you know, good thing this was like a long time ago, because I'd probably be in jail now. But I was like, <laughs> you know how I love like, like, boy bands and like cute little boys so I was like Look, trying to drag them into the eighteen tent years old plus. Let's <laughs> add that in
0: there. <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah.
1: I was trying to like force them to kiss me, and they're probably like, "Look at this crazy old lady." <laughs> <laughs> so it was.
3: It, it was. Fun, well, they but... make
0: the really cute blonde boys over there too, don't they? Yeah, yes. they do. Yeah, that yeah.
3: are very mature for their ages.
0: eighteen plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Let's That's clarify. I got to be such good friends with Bram Chardon. <laughs> yes that's right the whole boy band thing
0: <laughs> so you're so you're such a dichotomy wendy of many yeah. different things yeah. and then you met kyle and settled right down and now we'll ever leave the house
1: but you know what that's the trip when katie and i got uh hooked up to go drive the frisians for the hunger games yes, oh is that right
0: it is yeah it is. yeah that was another looking for adventure. drivers in Europe they were looking for drivers?
3: No, just no, happened they just... to be that that person was around and they were they were like, We need some drivers and Wendy are like, We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be under
0: uh, Katniss's legs. Yeah, exactly. I'll, yeah. I'll
3: have her stepping on my feet. It's yeah. okay, whatever. <laughs> it was fun. And it she didn't fine. even
0: know who she was. That's the saddest I part. Know, Wendy know. had no clue even who she I was. Know.
3: I, I didn't know that she'd
0: be one of the biggest stars ever. You know, uh, but
3: forever, our names are on the credits of this yeah, movie.
0: That's true. I mean, we were still you whose legs were you between?
3: Oh, we all rotated through all the people, so everybody. Yeah, we did,
0: oh, you, you got know. to be between yes. everybody's legs <laughs>
3: yes. under our. Our cloaks of darkness. In case
0: you're wondering what we're talking about, they were in the scene where they come into the arena with being pulled by all the Frisians in what movie? Which was it? The second one? The second one. Second the, one second movie. Movie. Fire. Yeah. the Catch a Fire. and catch Fire. And you guys were actually hunkered down between their legs in the chariot. Was there a hole for you we to drove look out
3: through of? through a slot that was about two inches by maybe six inches. And you were
0: driving teams, if I remember right. Pairs. Pairs, pairs. yeah. The
3: reins went through this slot and you crouched down to look out this slot. And that was all you had, and all you could look was straight down the pole.
0: And they CGI'd the reins out and everything. Then yes, right? because
3: yeah. the horses were supposed to drive by themselves magically. And yeah. we magically. were under a black blanket. Yes, we, we were, were under a cloak energy. of darkness. Yes, we had to wear. How our
0: many plugs. takes did that take?
3: Oh, we were there for days. Yeah, and there oh, were. And remember,
1: remember, Katie, uh They okay, horse people can understand how dangerous this is. We were underneath this like train overpass,
3: <laughs> underneath Atlanta. <on> this,
1: yeah. <laughs> In, a, in the downtown Atlanta, standing on this like road on a hill. that went underneath there it with these Frisians in these chariots. Well, and it Lenny Kravitz like,
3: forgot his lines.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> just we like, saying.
3: But it was so dangerous. We finally I mean, asked like, them if they could put sandbags behind our chariots so they would stop pulling the horses backwards. Because literally they had us parked on a hill so that all the tributes could walk in and get on there. You know, and it just went straight into a tunnel that they had green screen, the backup. So we would have to drive... Sit on the hill forever, then drive up into a tunnel and then make a U-turn in the tunnel and come back down the hill to get lined <laughs> oh up again. And it looked
0: like there were a thousand chariots there, but there weren't, right? They No, they
3: just kept six. adding us all in.
0: Yeah. So there were like four? Did you have four real there were ones? Six. Six real ones. Okay. Yeah. Did was there any issue? Did anybody take off or were the horses? Well, good? there
3: was one pair that got booted out. So so there are really, it's really good on these movies with the animal rights people. And they do have a a person, two people we had there all the time, making sure the horses got what they needed. They got water. We took enough breaks. We, they had shade. So that was really good. And yes, maybe they didn't understand that standing on the hill for a couple hours was bad, but they did try really hard. And if your horses didn't behave or didn't want to stand or were rearing, they got excused from the set because they couldn't yeah. have that. When you have the yeah. cameras and the all the sound equipment and everything, all the rest, so close on these horses, it's hard for them. Yeah, uh, not
1: all horses can do that. No. Even Frisians.
3: Yeah, so, it's it's, a hard, it's hard.
0: So while you were standing around, you guys weren't hunkered down. You got to stand up?
3: Oh, uh, During when they weren't filming, but as soon as they would film, we would have to get under our, our cloak of secrecy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And you know, it was super fun. It was a black blanket. We we had, we went into like wardrobe and makeup and blah, 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 blah. And then Katie and I got like, our black, black blanket. blanket and kyle got like completely decked out in a whole oh outfit. yeah because he, he was, was an extra like an Oompa
3: loompa
0: yeah he was yeah, an extra was, i remember yes. that yeah so now what's jennifer lawrence like
3: is she nice or yeah and you know she loves horses did she so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so actually that whole thing with her with the sugar cube and that's in the movie she was actually always there giving our horses sugar she loved the horses
0: <laughs> did she yeah she yes. did. i heard she yeah. was nice and yeah. kind of down to earth
3: yeah i think she came from kentucky she grew up in she, louisville yes. yeah so yeah but apparently she just loves horses so she talked to us all the time
0: the mm. one a couple of the actors that were playing uh, i heard are kind of hard to deal with that were in that movie but uh i don't remember which ones right now
3: the ones that were with
1: us were all great were they yes yeah. like yes. that guy woody from cheers
0: oh yeah harrison and,
1: uh... Um,
0: so did you guys eat ha- with them, or did you have a separate tent?
3: where you- well, actually, Oh, no, no we're we-
1: not allowed to talk to them, really, unless they talk to us first.
3: Oh, no, but we ate in the A tent. We did That's not true. eat in the extras tent. There is an extras
0: tent. <laughs> There's an extras
3: tent? the extras
1: tent. You were stunned. We weren't extras.
3: <laughs> no, we weren't extra. We were stunt people.
0: And they get to eat in the A tent? <laughs>
3: yes. Stunt people? Eat. Yes. Yeah.
0: They have a higher rank in the order but of.
3: Normally, we have to say the real stars. Somebody would take their food to their trailer.
0: Trailer, yeah, they wouldn't come out. and... We
3: did not have a trailer.
0: Hang out with you guys? No, no. <laughs> we
1: had a trailer, but it was the horse trailer. Yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was full of horse people.
0: Yeah, but look, you still have stories from that adventure.
3: Oh, it was an adventure! It was. Well, you and could we you... stayed it was um was what was the farm it
1: was Willacoochee or something
0: with the with La yes with
3: it's a big amazing. event stable they have the yeah. event there
0: yep yeah. with it was La super cool yeah.
1: and we drove the horses around there it was so beautiful but we would get up
3: at three o'clock in the morning so we could be on set by you know, Six in the morning, we would get back after dark, it was crazy.
0: Were you guys surprised, and we, we've been on a couple sets, and were you guys surprised how many people work on freaking movies? Yeah, oh, especially like a major party.
3: motion picture.
0: Oh, there are like hundreds, and you're like, what do all these people do? <laughs> yes.
3: There was hundreds even just in the, the tents for, um, you know, where they did your paperwork, and where they oh, did yeah. your costume, and all that stuff. There were hundreds of people there. That's why the credits
0: take 20 yes. minutes at the end of movies. movie. and we're way at the end. And why Stuff. it costs $100 million to make yes. movies. Yes, yes. Because all these people get paid. Yes. We, we were out uh, in Norco, and we were visiting our friend who had zebras and, and some exotic animals. And that's all she has them for is uh, movies, and she trains them for movies and commercials. They were doing a commercial with the zebras. And there, this was a commercial. And they were there the whole day, this crew, and there must have been 20 of them. They brought their own tent because they had to have the mess set up, you know, the eat. So they brought their own tent. They had their own trucks there cooking and everything. This is to make a commercial. And they ran the zebras around pretty much. They wanted them running around. And she said, she said, they just don't understand that zebras don't run the exact way they want you to. You know, they
3: just... <laughs> We've done cat commercials like that. The The director thought that he could say action and all the cats would jump just do it yeah like, <laughs> it doesn't work that way but i want a cat party i said well we can have a cat party but yeah you can't guarantee that they're going to jump up at the toy when you say action yeah
0: you're going to be doing a lot of cutting there
3: yes yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> i was always I surprised how came many people home from
1: that cat from that cat commercial and you're like i mean glenn these girls are used to going like all over the world with pairs and four in hands. And they went off to do a commercial with this cat, which, you know, I mean, training cats is not easy. That's the hard, one of the hardest things you can do. But I remember they came home, they're like, Oh, my God, it was so easy. We just took the cat and we went off for the day and made tons of money.
3: <laughs> oh, my God, they gave him his own trailer. And yeah, we got everything we wanted. But for one of the commercials, the one for the cat party, it was the um, Georgia lottery ad. And They wanted a lot of cats. So they called us and they're like, well, could you bring some extras? So we're literally like rounding up our barn cats. (laughs) And we're like, okay, guys, you're in the commercial. They all handled it really well. But, you know, sometimes cats are hard. They're like, I'm going to hide from so many people. Because like you said, there are a ton of people on set. There are cables everywhere. There's cameras. Cats don't always like that. No. No. But we have our one strange
0: person, then they're yes, gone. One yeah. of our
3: main coon cats is just like, hey, hi, everybody. He <laughs> would go wander off to talk to the camera people. And yeah,
0: uh, we have a good friend, Chrissy Joy, who we're going to see in a couple of weeks. Actually, she's the one, uh, her dog does all the Chewy commercials and oh, yeah. uh, she trains, and she's also the national champion stunt dog oh, person. Yeah. So uh, she trains dogs for a living, and she does a lot of t- movies and commercials, and uh, she has stories to tell, too. But she's always a favorite because she's bringing the cute doggy, and they're so well-trained. So the way she got hired, you'll appreciate this, is the first commercial she was on, her dogs are so well-trained they got it in one take. Whereas usually, apparently, it takes 30 takes to get a dog or a cat oh, or an shit. animal to do what they want. cost costs money. Yes. So she got the reputation of being, hey, we can do one or two takes and we're done here. And she's going to save us a lot of money. So she gets paid extra just to show up because it's going to yes. be quick. Yeah. So I guess if you get that reputation in that world, it spreads. Yeah. yeah. But, hey,
3: if you think about it, too, with the cats and the dogs, usually your first couple are going to be your best ones. Right. Then the dog's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm done here. the last time I want a <laughs> high five. <thanks."> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Wendy, do you have any dogs left right now? Of course. I have one of Tamika's
1: babies who's like, she's 15 now. Well, I was now, just going to so say, so she had to be
0: old, too. One Yeah,
4: dog. <laughs> she
1: is.
0: yeah we have none and you have one. What's the world coming to?
1: <laughs> I know, I've been desperate to get a puppy, but, you know, I have all these yard chickens and ducks and everything,
3: so, so a small
1: dog I want another work. Jack Russell, but oh, no. I was, like, worried about it. But then Katie came up with a solution for me. What's
0: that? Muzzles? no no. Oh.
1: <laughs> no you
3: katie katie and randy are breeding me a dog yeah randy wants to breed she has a jack russell that's tiny like i mean a seven yeah tiny, we met tiny, that tiny tiny one jack didn't russell. we right. yeah yeah so she wants to breed her but a normal jack russell's just too big we think she's too tiny so randy's going to breed her to a uh toy poodle and make jack doodles <laughs> i'm
1: so excited about my jack doodle my God, they're going to be the cutest thing. Kyle's
0: oh, no. going to be like, so embarrassed. <laughs>
3: Knowing this dog, you've met her, Stify, yeah. Her name's yeah. Stife. Yeah, it's
0: a tiny uh, dog, yes. too. Uh,
3: she'll probably have, like, one a time.
0: I don't the think that dog too. could have a baby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you figured it's <laughs> how poodles okay. do. It's the
0: tiniest damn dog I've ever seen, especially you know, Jack like Russell. A miniature Jack Russell. She yeah. does
3: look like a stuffed animal.
0: Kyle's going to be so embarrassed. Wendy's going to want to take this dog out in public and Kyle's going to oh, hide. put
3: pink gonna have bows own on bag. it and make it wear clothes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I do not Tammy see diet. you with a toy dog, Wendy. I just oh, don't.
3: I oh, it'll be a feisty little thing, too. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, it'll look like a poodle, but act like a Jack Russell. Jack Russell, <laughs> but, but because it's
1: poodle, it won't have the bite strength to kill my chickens with one bite like <laughs> yes. my Jack Russells do now. Yes, it won't be related
3: to Randy's dog, Chili, yeah. who the first time he saw the chickens at Wendy's, he might have tried to pull all their tail feathers off. Yeah.
0: Now, I've joked on this show a lot about uh, there's a limit to when you became a crazy dog person, and Katie's over that limit
3: oh, <laughs> i know but we inherit or rescue them uh-huh Maybe
0: yeah that's what they all say eight yeah
3: <laughs> yeah you're four dogs. over my limit he sent me a picture of another dog yesterday
0: <laughs> you are four over my limit how do you get a dog sitter to take care of all those dogs when you guys go away
3: they're very well
0: behaved there are eight of them
3: <laughs> no they're like a a pack of hounds. They're terrible. It's Southern Pines. Yeah, <laughs> Southern you just Pines. They the horses. Yeah. They can do the dogs.
0: Yeah, we won't mention how many horses Kitty has because she doesn't know. We
3: don't
0: count totals. No, they don't count. Ca- I tried counting when I was there, just to see. Then they
3: move around, so you That's can't what count. happened.
0: Yes. I couldn't get them all.
3: Yes. They switch paddocks, and then you can't tell who's
0: who. I couldn't get them. I said, look, Jennifer, we're, like, we're going to count them for her. Yeah. And we kept trying, but they kept moving. It's like, oh,
3: did I count that one yet? Because it's like 20 out at a time. Well, they have babies. And we just had the cutest little baby, a little boy. He's adorable. And you can tell Randy's been watching too much Discovery during COVID because she named it Tomcat, which is one of the most... Uh, gold-producing claims in the Bering Sea. Good
0: Lord, you <laughs> so need a, she, you so need a it's job.
3: Gonna be a, it's going to be a Palomino. <laughs> so she thought, I'm going to name it. Tom Cotton. People are like, where did you get the name? Yeah, Randy's been watching too much
0: to Way stop. too much TV. <laughs> all right, we got to go. Let me play the closer. Thank you, guys.
2: Congratulations. You made it through another post-show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.